0: Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is episode number 69. I am talking with certified life coach, Diana Swillinger. She's also a podcaster. She hosts the podcast, Renew Your Mind. And I cannot wait for you to hear from her. She's talking all about our thought life, how we can look to the Bible and scripture tells us how to think. She has how to's. It's super practical and inspiring. I know you're going to love it. Here's my conversation with Diana. Well, everybody, this is Diana Swillinger, and she's a certified life coach, and I love your tagline, discover what is possible, and your podcast, again, another tagline that I just really connect with, uh, the renew your mind podcast, I love what you're doing, I love how you're helping people renew their mind and really tap into their potential and what is possible, so excited for you to share with our listeners today, your wisdom and just um, really about how we can get out of a negative headspace and move into an abundant, positive mindset and really get our brain unstuck. I'm so excited to have you here and have you talk with us about this. So, can you just start by introducing yourself and really sharing, you know, how did it become a job for you to be a life coach? Like, how did this evolve, and um, why do you? feel so passionate about mindset work
1: yeah okay well I'll share a little bit of my story and then it will make sense but I've had a lot of practice working on my own I've had a lot of practice working on my own thoughts and so it's evolved out of that but I've been a busy person I'm a mom of four I've been married for 27 years um, my boys are teenagers and young adults and I have an 11 year old daughter. So our household's always busy. I've been a Christian all my life, but I was just miserable, even though I was trying to do all the right things. I was a worship leader, I was involved in church, and my sister had died of leukemia um, when she was only 33 years old. And so that was the stressors of life kind of pushed me into trying to seek comfort from the pain. And I didn't do it well, I turned to alcohol. I wasn't managing my mind. And finally, I got so sick of being miserable and so sick of marriage struggles and um, mishandling my emotions, I quit drinking and I enlisted the help of mentors from my church. I became some counselors and I found life so fun, which was really the critical turning point for me because even though I knew so many scriptures and so many great things and had the right people around me, I was struggling to figure out how to think well and renew my mind. And that is what finally clicked for me, where I can now experience joy regardless of the circumstances. And I'm not stuck in that trap of misery. And it, it's just become my mission to help other Christian women do it. I had no intention of being a life coach, but this became so important to me as I discovered it for myself. I had to respond and do something to help other women like me.
0: Wow, that is a powerful testimony. And I think a lot of what we do comes out of what we've experienced, right? Um, And so, you know, getting your brain unstuck and moving out of the negative headspace, you know, how do we start doing this? You know, how did you start doing this? How How did the life coach and the counselors you worked with help you start doing this? Like, what's step one, maybe for a listener who's saying, yeah, I feel stuck too. I am really stuck in a negative headspace and negative, negative spiraling thoughts. You know, how do, we, how do we start? What is step one?
1: Step one might sound a little weird because we're talking about getting our thoughts right and renewing our mind. But I have found that the very first thing in the process of getting unstuck is to pay attention to our emotions. Because I found in so many women, with so many women that I talk to, I'll ask them about their life and what's going on and how they're feeling, and they're not even identifying exactly what it is they're feeling. They just tell me they feel bad. And they don't even know what specifically they're thinking that's making them feel bad, or they can't even identify. You know, there's lots of bad emotions or negative emotions, as we might call them, but they don't even know what they're experiencing. That's the first step to beginning to uncover what you're thinking. Because just like people don't know what they're feeling half the time, they don't know what they're thinking. And trying to make sense of it is like grasping at thin air sometimes. So I tell women the very best place to start is to pay attention to what you're actually feeling. Because if you can get past from just feeling bad and you can decide, you know what, I'm actually feeling this lonely. If you can identify that emotion, you can start to back it up and see what thought you're thinking that's creating that. Or if what you're feeling is rejected, now you can get some leverage and sit in that feeling long enough to see what thoughts might be underneath it. So first step is paying attention to what you're feeling at a deeper level.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. And I'm actually working through a uh, mindset journal right now that um, another life coach uh, provided as a resource for me. And um, this journal is exactly what you're saying. So, I mean, as you're talking, I'm like, whoa, this is what I've been doing every day for the last almost over 40 days. Um, And you really look at, you have to look at the emotion. You're right. And so often we want to run from those feelings because we don't want to go there. It it feels scary to actually name that word, rejection, disappointment, loneliness, um, fear, that feeling of being afraid. Like we don't want to enter into that feeling or sadness is a big one for me that I don't like to enter into. Um, But there's always a thought behind it. And so, over the last like month and a half, I've been writing down what those thoughts are. And I always think of them for myself as yucky thoughts. <laughs> right. um, what are those yucky thoughts behind that feeling? Cause there's always a thought that you're thinking and it leads to that feeling. Um, so I completely agree That's such a good first step. And, you know, when we can break through those negative feelings, we can then feel joy and goodness and happiness and and all those things that we want to, you know, feel, right? And so, okay, you really focus on this Bible verse, Philippians 4, 8, and um, thinking about the good. St. Paul teaches us to think of the good. Um, So let's talk about that too, because I think, um, you know, we actually do have control of our thoughts Like we can actually shift and reprogram our mind. Like there's so much neuroscience behind it. I think it's so fascinating. Um, And so how do we do this practically though? So let's say someone is saying, okay, I'm feeling lonely. And the thought behind that is maybe they're single. And they said, I'm never going to meet the right person. Like I'm going to be alone forever. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Um, okay, so how do we put Philippians 4-8 into practice? Like how do you help your clients focus on the right things and let go of the wrong things and just really focus on abundance? Like how do we, how do we do this? It sounds so good, but then practically speaking, it's like, well, what do I do?
1: (laughs) That's exactly why I became a life coach because the how is what is, um, creating a stumbling block for us so often, because I think with social media too, and I liken it to this all the time, we have a, a negative feeling or a negative thought that we might notice. And then we just want to go to that Instagram feel good meme. That's like, okay, right. God's got this. I don't need to be afraid, but we're just trying to negate our fear by plugging in a positive thought that we don't necessarily even believe so there's kind of i've picked out two things in this question you're asking me so i'm going to talk about the whatever's in philippians but i want to say however we redirect our thoughts needs to be something that we believe i am actually working with a client a single woman right now who um is wondering if she's going to be single and lonely all her life But when she thinks that she's feeling dejected or rejected or afraid, and that isn't helping her at all. I ask the people I coach to consider whatever thought it is they're thinking, ask yourself three questions about it. Is it true? And we don't even know if it's true unless you can predict the future. You don't know if you're gonna be alone all your life. So you have no idea if it's true. Is it serving you well? it's making you feel dejected or rejected. So it's not serving you well. And is it honoring God and wondering if you're worthy of being in a relationship or if anyone's going to find you lovable doesn't honor God because he created you to be a beautiful, wonderful human being crafted specifically in your mother's womb, carefully with your personality set, with your physical traits, with everything about you on purpose so if you think you're rejectable you know you're kind of not honoring god in that way either so if it's not true it's not serving you and it's not honoring god it's really not a valuable thought so i try to get women to take just one step away from it maybe i'm going to be alone but maybe i'm not the truth is i can't predict the future And just moving off that thought a little bit by putting in maybe can help release you from being stuck in it. And now let me just hit on the, I love Philippians 4. I use this passage all the time because, by the way, in Philippians 4, 8, Paul tells you how to think. And then a few verses later, he says that you can feel content regardless of the circumstances. And then after that, he says, now I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. So the order is first you think well, then you feel well, then you can do well. And that's why our thoughts are so important. Why Paul tells us to fix our thoughts on whatever's true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent. Think about these things because when you do, that's when you tap into God's constant, never-ending source of hope, joy peace and contentment which we all want more of but we also have problem solving brains when we get into the psychology of it our brains are magnificent at solving problems this is why we have air conditioning and cars and cell phones and paper and pens and all these things because humans have found problems to solve and created solutions but our Brains can get stuck on looking at problems and just stay there. And this is when we're focusing on the wrong whatevers. If we just dwell too long on whatever isn't right, whatever's broken, whatever's uncertain, whatever's unwanted, whatever's causing me pain, we're unbalanced into into the problems. And then we feel anxiety. That's not peace. And then we feel discontentment instead of contentment. And we feel self-pity or afraid because we're letting our mind dwell on the wrong things. So now, you know, again, you can't just go to the opposite and define, I'm just going to think of everything's good. That doesn't work. Not everything in life is actually good, but there's balance. If you're going to think maybe I'm going to be alone, you need to also understand maybe I won't be alone there's balance in all of it, just like God gave us all our positive emotions and all our negative emotions. We need to acknowledge both. But when Paul says, fix your thoughts on these whatevers, on the right whatevers, it's with purpose, because that is what's going to lead us to God's peace. So good. Um, There's lots of verses I go to, but Colossians 3, 2, God says, or it's written in Colossians, set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth. It doesn't mean we don't notice what's happening on earth. For sure we do. It's right in front of our physical eyes. But we are always cognizant of the things above, which is God's eternal glory, God's eternal perfection, and all things being worked together for good. It's the ultimate test of our faith. Do we really believe that God is going to take care of it all and that he can really be alive in all of our emotions and also you know in james it tells us that all of these trials are what's going to develop our character Mm -hmm. so if we can allow what god gives us the grief and still rejoice in him that is the, the ultimate opportunity to draw close to him and really grow in character and emotional maturity and be led further down the path of becoming more Christ-like. It's one of the most beautiful opportunities we have. And I'm mentioning grief, but it can come in other ways. It can come when you're rejected. I could tell you a bunch of stories about that too. Or it can come when you're afraid. As long as you're willing to allow the what we find Uncomfortable in the negative emotion. And we welcome discomfort in other areas of our life. If anyone listening is an exerciser, it's uncomfortable to go exercise. But we do it because we know what it's going to bring. And allowing the discomfort of negative emotions also brings strengthening and growth and development. And it's really worth exploring. And if it's challenging for you, get a friend, get an accountability partner, get a mentor, get a coach, see a counselor, see a pastor, get somebody who will walk alongside you in it, because it can be scary to allow negative emotions, um, but it's also the greatest opportunity for growth.
0: I agree, and this current season too of being quarantined, I, I would say that it has been an incredible opportunity for growth, not that it's been easy or fun for me um, being home with two little ones, but it's been so powerful and I see God working. And I think when we open ourselves up to that and we allow him to work through these difficult circumstances, I really think the end result is so beautiful. And I just think it's so wonderful what you've shared and just, you know, the resources that you offer your clients, just talking with you now, I feel like I just had a life coaching session. It was just so wonderful. And I just know that people will definitely want to connect with you after this. So where can people find you? And uh, what's one last thing you can say to the listener today to encourage them Um, in
1: in their walk? The two best, two best places to connect with me are Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do uh, stories and posts on there frequently. And I love interacting with people. You can message me and I will respond. And that's uh, Diana Swillinger. So I think you're going to have my name spelled out so people can figure yes, it out. So I on Instagram, you'll find me. And I have a podcast called the Renew Your Mind Podcast. It's really a place for people who have a lot of the spiritual tools that they need they're plugged in at church they are in the bible um, they've got all that covered but now they're looking for some practical tools that are congruent with god's word to really start to renew the mind and that's what i love to share on the podcast and i've just been having a, a wonderful time with that so my final thoughts I guess I I don't have a lot more to add right now, but when I was in my most challenging times and my kids were little and I was anxiety ridden and my marriage was struggling, I hung on to one verse. And so i like to share this one, especially with moms because life is chaotic. I know it. And we're, we really just go day to day. Isaiah 23. I'm sorry. Isaiah 26. 3, the verse is, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So we just need to fix our thoughts on God. And we don't have to get it right. We don't have to always have the right emotions. We don't have to always have the right thoughts. We just have to be willing to come before God honestly and ask him to help us figure it out. Lord, I want to figure out how to have more peace. Just admit the things you want. Lord, I want to figure out how to renew my mind. Lord, I want to figure out how to have better thoughts. Lord, I want to figure out how to experience a difficult emotion instead of pushing it away. Whatever it is, and there is no right way to get through any of it, All we do is take another step forward in our faith walk and keep God at the center. And if I could leave that with your listeners, that would be it. Just keep our thoughts fixed on our Savior. He's the one who gives us the peace. And we'll find it if we just keep seeking him.
0: So good. Thank you so much for being here, Diana. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with diana don't forget to check the links in the show notes head over to her website book a free coaching call listen to her podcast thank you so much for being here friend i'll talk with you soon bye for now